<laughs> John Mayer was actually running for mayor. That would be the best. <laughs> I'm John Mayer. Come on, I'm halfway there. Yeah, that's what it says on the buttons. My campaign is a wonderland. <laughs> we keep waiting, waiting on the world to change. So I'm changing it. I'm changing. I'm, I'm vote. For, I'm vote for me. <laughs> Mayor. <laughs> John Mayer. <laughs> Used to be four ordinary teenagers. We bring the bears to help them fight Mondragor. Hello, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays! It's the animated podcast about real cartoons. My name is Andrew Eric Davison, and I am the only host of this podcast, but I do voices to sound like two other people. And I'm Austin Andrew Eric Davison Bridges. Uh, Aurori Andrew Eric Austin Bridges (laughs) Davison. And I am the deepest nested uh, voice doll that Andrew Austin does. Yeah, yeah, the the Rory voice I do is my Austin voice doing a Rory voice. I think that's clear, right? Yeah. I think it I think it pays off. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I like that like that, you know, feckless court jester character you had in the <laughs> very beginning. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty lady. Uh, um, yeah, I do a I'll lot of dance characters for here. you. This 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 podcast is really just one extended resume builder for me, I think. Uh, <laughs> we we do cartoons here. We talk about cartoons. What are we watching? We're watching uh, Digimon, uh, Digimon Adventure. We're watching Sailor Moon, and we're watching Silverhawks. Uh, which one? Which one are we gonna do first? I think we're gonna we're gonna cruise on down to Digimon Town. Town. Digimon Town. Okay. Hey, Digimon, hey, Digimon. All right, everybody, Digimon Adventures episode 24. The title is No Questions, Please. And the the synopsis goes uh, thusly. Uh, Izzy falls victim to Vedamon, a Digimon who preys on curiosity and becomes lost, both physically and mentally, in another dimension. That is it. Short and sweet, but yeah, it's a spooker. This was a weird fucking episode. It yeah. is truly weird. I mean, at the end of last one, we had uh, Matt and TK and Ty and uh, Joe split up like they were going to go find people. So I thought we were going to have like a small group episode. And I did not expect a basically just Izzy all time, all the time. Just, just Izzy. Izzy all the time. Yeah. Just Izzy. Izzy's brain, brain twisters. <laughs> yeah, Izzy goes, Izzy finds a, a, a sign to Puzzle Town and he is, he can't say no to puzzles. No. <laughs> No, I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to have to sort of walk through this one before we get there. But there's some there's some good stuff. There's some some tasty grist. In yeah, this episode. OK, so how's it open up? Izzy's walking around. Him and yeah, Tentamon apparently have been. Months. Yeah, looking for Jenai, which I thought that everyone was off looking for Ty. I guess yeah. these guys were just like, nah, fuck Ty. We're going to go look for Jenai because Izzy is obsessed with knowledge. Right. 
I yeah. think I think they are stuck on this. They really shouldn't have tried to say that the reason everybody got separated was like a choice, because mm-hmm. n- nobody seems mad at each other or or any sort of like internal conflict um, that needs addressing. They should have just done it again where they get rocket shipped apart, you know, on on little beds. <laughs> right. Because yeah, then you don't weird. You just have, it's just it's so much easier. There's no weird like interpersonal cleanup that yeah, we have to they do don't every have episode. Phones, they can't call each other to to meet up again. Like it does not make sense when they don't have any no. real way to communicate with each other reliably to split up. Right. They didn't plan on like smoke signals. They didn't like <laughs> have a flare or a special meeting place or anything like that i guess they just kind of like wandered yeah it's a terrible plan yeah uh but in any case we have we have ended up figuring out what's going on with izzy and him and tentamon are like climbing this mountain and they demi devimon is meanwhile getting uh getting ass blasted by myotismon who is really pissed at him for not being able to steal all these kids crests um And he leaves a bunch of like Wiley Coyote signs around. <laughs> yeah, that they keep talking about Noom Sludge. Yeah, they're all very sludge. Like, watch out for falling sludge. And uh, for those Where who don't remember, Noom Sludge is pit. code for these poop monsters. The poop that they poop um, yeah. <laughs> is called Noom Sludge. Yep. Yeah, so and just then Izzy has these fun little like imagination moments once he reads a sign picturing the sort of poop related armageddon that will happen <laughs> this this dookie monstrosity that will occur <laughs> that there is also a tax sludge yeah falling sludge a bottomless pit of sludge right but, but then yeah the plan, so the plan i guess demi devamon's plan other than just being <clears throat> a precocious incurable prankster <clears throat> i guess is that he then falls into a pit yeah, it's like he was corralling him into Vedamon's pit of evil. Yeah, right, yeah, even though he didn't have a guaranteed way to get what he wanted from Vedamon. Yeah, Demi Demimon's no, not really good at his job. No. No, but so, yeah, so he so cracks in the ground open up as soon as he reads all three of these signs, and then he winds up in sort of falling in, into an eternal pit I assume different from the bottomless pit of sludge. Right. There's no poop here. Right. There's no poop that we can see. Uh, <laughs> it could be poop but, of the mind. Right. It's the yeah. poop you can't see. That's the scary <laughs> stuff. Uh, but, but yeah, he's falling and we have this almost like the Hobbit riddles in the dark sort of scene with a voice, with a strange voice. And, Izzy's just sort of talking back and forth. It was really hard for me to parse what was going on. It's a little bit really... gobbledygook. I feel it, you. I mean, the the end situation, right, is that the voice belongs to a Digimon named Vedamon, who apparently can take people's like thoughts or feelings or curiosity and turn I think them curiosity into, like, is the big one here. Like he eats curiosity. Yeah. And yeah. And so if you want like a shorthand of what kind of understanding Vedamon Think of him as like a queer coated brain spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. He's it's kind he, of what's lot, going on here. He's a brain spaghetti. He's got very tasteful black lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, sort of like a, a Disney villain queer. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the sort of like. 
fussy um high status sort of (laughs) um like a scar effeminate yeah effeminate Uh sort of you know tentacular brain monster (laughs) he's a brain spaghetti man effeminate tentacular brain spaghetti man is a pretty pretty good it's pretty good uh but he wants he wants Izzy's curiosity, and he's like, "Hey, I'll save you guys if you give me your curiosity." And Izzy keeps asking questions, and he's like, "Ah, stop doing that. That's what it is. That's what I want. Just give me that." <laughs> and and so he takes it, and Izzy goes like super kind of like post lobotomy style, tonic, yeah. And <laughs> the first thing that Vedamon says after he introduces himself is he says he he holds up this ball and he goes, "Your curiosity is in this sack." It's garbage. <laughs> and I loved it. But, like, Tentamon is super upset about what's going on. Yeah, Tentamon's not happy. Yeah. And, which I think with a good, pretty good reason. Now, yeah. I've got a fun fact about Vedamon. Uh, the Let's voice actor who played him was Robert Axelrod, who is also probably best known as the voice of Lord Zed from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> Well, that's a that's an esteemed career. I right. also have a fun have a fun voice acting uh, tidbit what? to share, but it doesn't make Rory. sense until until I know I know. I, that's why I was gonna I was gonna be so impressed with me when I was the first one to do it and possibly <laughs> stepped on that thunder. one for me. But oh, no. I'll, I'll talk to it later when it when it when it comes into play. Oh man, when it's relevant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, so I'm so proud of you, Rory. Your oh, trap is set. <laughs> You've activated my trap card. Uh pot of greed. Um You see so Vedamon he, in his like dirty ramshackle hut. He's like a, yeah, basically yeah. a, a homeless hut. dude. I think at some point someone says or a sign says or something, uh he's a curiosity salesman extraordinaire, a penny for your thoughts, a nickel for your fears. Which yep. I thought is kind of cute. It's kind of you know cute. I mean? Um yeah, and, and we see him and he walks, you know. I hadn't I hadn't gone um I hadn't noticed the kind of like queer coding stuff Austin was talking about right away. Uh-huh. Uh until we see him the way he walks is this is this like extreme hip swing. It's like a real sachet, tentacle sachet. Yeah, he's on the mm-hmm. dance floor and he wants people to see his tentacles uh canoodling yeah, he's, with he's that. He's got the freshest moves I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um. But the we also see uh of the other side of that scene. A couple episodes ago, yeah, where Ty contacted Izzy, kind of. Well, so they uh, fuck Tentamon it up in the dub. Is always, Tentamon calls him, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in the original Japanese. They had it be the exact same dialogue from that scene. I assumed so. I assumed it was like a weird. I don't. It didn't make any sense. I was. Yeah. It would have been cool to see the other side of the conversation, but the dialogue they put in didn't really was, fit. Yeah, with, it didn't match. Yeah, that's yep. not the way it, the, it went down. It went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they, they really kind of, the dub kind of screwed it up, um, which is, you know, it's fine. It just it just yeah. feels a little bit like a plot hole. And it's well, also right. kind of weird that we're seeing this episode now, um, because that conversation happened while uh, uh, Ty was still in the real world. Yeah, which makes and you think a lot of know, time passes In the last here. episodes we've been watching, yeah, have been in a specific time. Uh, but I guess you know. I guess that doesn't make sense because it's, it kind of implies that uh, that Demi Demimon, who fucked them over and got him into this place to begin with, is like fresh off of his events in the previous episode. So exactly, exactly. So and by the end of this one, when he meets back up with Matt, right? Is yeah. He Matt. 
Yeah. And that's so clearly, like, yeah. theoretically, he has been here since, you know, since before Ty got back. So he's been in here a long time. And I did not really get that impression. Unless there was some kind of weird, I mean, they can hand wave with whatever logic they want because it's their right. fantasy, but some kind of thing with time. Yeah. That the fact that Izzy is in a weird space that's kind of outside logical time. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that's, you know, that's grasping at tentacles, yeah. straws. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, but then we get the other the other part of the plot, which is how Demi Devimon thinks he's going to get a hold of this crest, which is that he, you know, he essentially rings the doorbell to this terrifying pocket world and Vedamon shows up and he wants to buy the crest off of uh off yeah he Izzy's really body. should have made this deal before he took izzy to vedamon yes absolutely because right. now vedamon has all the power and he knows it uh-huh and it's fun when he's evil but he is not capital e like take over the world evil he has his own machinations and his own um like power he seems like this pocket universe is potentially he's as powerful as one of as a, as a myotis mon maybe Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's a moment, Austin and I were talking about this before we started recording. There is a <laughs> there's a moment that they, they have changed in the dub. Yeah. Uh, because Demi Demimon has nothing to offer uh, in exchange for the crest. <laughs> yeah. So, Austin. Yeah, so in the dub, what we see is Demi Devimon says he can give him some of his curiosity a mountain of curiosity, but that mountain of curiosity is a big swirly pink turd. You know, it's a pile of dookie. And we're like, that's a mountain of curiosity. Like, is that really? And then he goes to try to give him the curiosity and he, he's like squatting and he's like about to pop a blood vessel, trying to like shoot out that curiosity. (laughs) The dub was so scared of just saying he wanted to give him his poop. Right. He's, in, but that, in the Japanese version, he's that's a much worse. But that's a guano. much worse answer. Yeah, right. But that's what it originally is. He's gonna trade him right. guano, <laughs> and that explains why there's a big pile of poop. And then he's literally trying to take a dump in front of, you know, a million children. Trade him guano, like specifically, like the implication that you can use it to like fertilize your crops. Maybe <laughs> I'm not sure, but but uh, uh, Vedamon seems. Chip? very excited about it (laughs) (laughs) weird okay yeah Yeah. it's an odd thing uh but it's it remains odd in the dub right like what they chose to do with it is no more it doesn't make more sense especially because they didn't change the visuals so all we get is i'm gonna give you some curiosity and then a weird ball bat creature trying to poop it's just very strange uh but yeah so they they think they've got a deal and they head into the other universe, and and Izzy is Izzy has been spending this whole time making the alphabet with his body. Yeah, in the more, one of the more surreal moments of the entire series, <laughs> Izzy drifting listlessly with dead eyes is creating every letter of the alphabet with his body in some kind of grotesque polabolus routine. <laughs> it's so weird, but, but you notice they cut away on the difficult letters. They do, do right yeah, like we don't, want to, we don't want to watch him we don't want to see what happens Make to his middle Q. when he does w 
Yeah, yeah. That's what I, we cut away right before W, and I'm thinking like, oh yeah, d- how is he doing that? <laughs> but Tentamon oh, is no. super freaked out by the whole thing, and he's like really upset because it's like Izzy is gone, and uh, he sort of drifts off into space and ends up de-digivolving to Modimon and then down to baby version, down to Pabumon. Yeah. Um, and With a little pacifier, he goes a little binky. Yeah, and Little it's kind of Binky Boy. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Yeah, uh, but he cries, and then like in his tears, Izzy sees uh, visions of their past and ends up eventually snapping out of it. I guess, uh, but like not fully because they still have to go get his curiosity back. But like he snaps out of it enough uh, yeah. for them to to get their get their plan on, and they all head over to where the 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 argument is happening between yeah, Demi Demi opens. Mm-hmm. They're the they're in his like universe. Evil shack. Uh but yeah, it's it's odd. I mean, I'm not really positive exactly what's going on with their whole deal. Like he's it's clearly like Demi Devimon just needs to poop out his curiosity, but he can't. Uh, Maybe I, I wanna we haven't spoken about it yet. Vedamon uh this is sort of off topic, but I just I no, no, sort no. of glanced over it in describing him. Uh, he just has a laser pistol. Like, that's his weapon. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He's it's got this Mars funny. Attacks. It's a sort of like Marvin the Martian, like, goofy goofy little gun. Yeah, right. it's a well, Mars his, Attacks kind of thing. His name is based on the word invader, like alien invader. Oh, oh sure. Um, got it. So he's, he's essentially invader mon. Um, right. So, so, yeah, the Mars Attacks thing kind of makes sense to me. But, yeah, they, like, I don't know, there's a bit of cartoony action uh, they end up like shutting the bad guys outside of the shed while they're looking for the curiosity. Yeah, and he traps him in inside the the dimension. And Izzy, Izzy finds the curiosity and holds it, and, and he chants, "Come back in my heart! Come back in my heart!" <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know like how to get it in there, so he just it's it's almost he kind just... of a like end of a Miyazaki movie kind of thing. He holds right. like a some sort of metaphysical orb and just tries to get it in there and it works <laughs> i guess so the power of goodness prevails right more power to him and uh that's about the time when uh we get a digivolve oh man yeah. so we've been watching they they uh is he's got his curiosity back so he's got the tag in the crest and he gets he turns into kabuterimon uh or tentamon does uh to showdown with vedamon Mm-hmm. And it's it's going uh, it's going a little bit poorly. So uh, I forget what Izzy's crest is. Is his crest of curiosity? I don't know. But you know what? I can clickety clack find out. Well, anyway, he triggers that uh, that uh, that that good that goodness the good juice. And we meet <laughs> and we meet Kabuterimon turns into Mega Kabuterimon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No 3D. Little disappointed. Yeah, I was too. They've immediately ditched the 3D. Oh, it's the crest of knowledge. Crest of oh, knowledge. Okay. okay. But, but yeah, they, no Kabuterimon, 3D. I think maybe the least exciting. Yeah, he's not exciting. I'll give you that. Um, Kabuterimon is basically a, a man beetle, and Mega uh-huh. Kabuterimon is basically a beetle man. Yeah, and oh, so this is this is yeah. my my acting note that I was that I was so excited oh, to talk oh, about. Mm, okay, yummy. so the in in English anyway. The actor for Tentamon, Kabuterimon, Mega Kabuterimon, all the same guy. I don't remember if they do the babies or not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but anyway, he does he does those three. But like when he got the script and when he got when he was making his like vocal choices, he nobody told him that like Kabuterimon wasn't the end of the road for <laughs> like. So he's basically doing like the most loud, gruff voice he can. Like he can't go bigger, and then he gets this script that's like, okay, now go bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh man, it seems like there's not a lot of organization that goes into the dub situation, right? right. I mean, like they kind of it seems like they sort of take it one episode at a time like they're right. like I they're barely that keeping voice up. actor, he lifts his little readers, his reading glasses and like there's a mega kabuterimon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think I don't I, I I think the choice he makes here is like he tries to go a little quiet instead instead of going bigger. Right. Like sure. Which is kind of kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the soft threatening like thing is always fun. Mm-hmm. And once he starts putting the slam down on Vedamon, we get our our Aww. favorite new song again. <laughs> hey Digimon! <laughs> hey Digimon! Just not ever in the right spot. It's a hundred percent a misread of the mood. Yeah, it is not time. correct. That song, yeah. it, it. I don't know. That song is is I think it was intended to be like a Victoria's upbeat song, but they ended up with like a strolling on the beach upbeat song. And <laughs> that's that's kind of what we get. Like these huge fight moments happen and it's like hey, it's a montage. Hey, did you, you know? know? Mm, yeah. It's like fucking this is not this is not right. <laughs> right. Well somebody's getting like electroshocked or somebody's like mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting getting crumped. Getting crumped real good. <laughs> And that's just not the music you want to see somebody getting crumped to. You can't crump no, it's to a, that it's, song. It's, you can only have fun to this song. This is not a song that pumps you up. Right. This right, isn't right. a song that like this isn't the battle theme that's like, okay, if we're fucking now, like yeah. my kid, my kid <laughs> my, my kid juices are running. Right, yeah. And instead we have this like mid two thousands Jason Mraz jam that's just, you know, grooving <laughs> on our grooving in our sandals. Oh uh, well like, it's it's weird. Yeah. But by the power of the Hey Digimon song, Mega Kabuterimon, which again is a really big mouthful, a, another one trying to say <laughs> Mega Kabuterimon. And in Japanese, I think it's Ultra Kabuterimon, which yeah, probably. Al- almost is a little better. But he, they win. They win. They, they beat up everybody. Uh, they blast people out. They go back to the real version of the digital world. And uh, Matt and TK arrive completely too late to be of any help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then Janai shows up immediately after that and gives them like some websites <laughs> or something. Visit my Squarespace. <laughs> hey, how you going? Hey, here's a couple cool URLs. Need some help? Here's some shit. Here's a he flash ba- drive. He basically sends them to the Digimon wiki. Yeah. Because they can look up Digimon on there now. Like he pulls up a page that, that shows information that about okay. Mega Kabuterimon. I don't know how powerful it is, but yeah, he's got like, so he's like, open the Digimon file. I don't know. Right. It's been enough episodes that we can do a Pokedex and nobody's going <laughs> to yeah. complain about it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we close the episode out on on a, a little scenelet of Myotismon being, uh, again, very mad at Demi Devimon and doing some strangely unspecified and vague punishments involving bats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just bats flying around and Demi Debimon sounds really upset. 
I don't know what's right. happening. He's going to have a sore bottom in the morning from all those bat spanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Austin. Yeah. Yeah, Andy. Oh, man. It's so great to be here with you. I, I love it when you when you tell us about our sponsors. Your voice just makes me so happy. Mm, good. I like the sound of it. And I would that love to hear the you. the procedure has worked. <laughs> I would love to hear you tell us about our newest uh, source of, of money that we don't deserve. Uh, there's a new show on the CW Network called Thunder Keith. Yeah. Thunder Keith. So, oh boy. Thunder Keith is a brand new show in the CW. And it is about a man named Keith. <laughs> cool, and, cool. And this is sort of like a, it's a very fun, uh, lighthearted show uh, about Keith and his uh, romantic relationship, sort of on again, off again relationship with a spider. Mm. And the spider's name is Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and so Thunder Keith is kind of like the shipper name, but they're kind of jumping ahead of it to, to oh, sort of create yeah. it there. Yeah. Um, but so, so you know, half the time it's it's like about Keith and the other time it's about Thunder. Um, but so Keith and Thunder met in an, in an old haunted hotel that <laughs> they live in and... Keith just like checked out the, all the cob, cleaning out the cobwebs and the dumbwaiter. And it's like, oh, who's there? Uh, it's it's Thunder. It's a talking spider um, who uh, they just, you know, it, they had chemistry. They had electricity. Uh, that's why his name is Thunder. And they <laughs> oh, had I, sparks and they just started kissing it and each other. <laughs> um, and so they were kissing it and each other a lot. And that's when uh, they realized together that the spider like still owned the hotel and so they could like fix up the hotel <laughs> and start like running the hotel as a service and see all the wacky characters that come in um, and just sort of work on their budding relationship. Is there... Can you tell it, us about some of the episodes? Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a very, very hilarious <laughs> sort of situational mistaken identity sort of faulty towers kind of episode uh where the hilarious uh ukrainian <laughs> landlord comes in and that's that's bogvar and he comes in and he just doesn't know like he doesn't know what hats are and it's sort of like a weird thing oh. that the show just sort of like hand waves uh <laughs> but so it just leads to some very hilarious mistaken you know, situations where Bogvar just doesn't understand hats. And so, oh, you know, the spider, <laughs> you know, Thunder's wearing a hat and <laughs> Keith is wearing a hat. And it's just like, what is going on here? It sounds like a, a pretty, real that's wrong. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. And then later they did have to like walk back some of the cultural stuff and sort of clarify <laughs> that people in Ukraine do actually understand like these hats are. And it's just, you have to get all Bogvar's whole backstory. Yeah. It was from a village where they just didn't have hats. Right. Yeah. So they, they did kind of have to walk a lot of that back in later episodes. But, you know, this is, this was, this is new, but it's sort of from the seventies, you know? <laughs> like yeah. That makes it. sense. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's very good, pretty progressive for its time. So, 
very well, sounds, very big fan. That sounds amazing and like a surefire CW hit. Yeah. All right, so keep your eyes peeled for Thunder Keith on the CW. It's a very big day in the moon world. Very big, very exciting day because we've got episode 21. Jupiter comes thundering in. Oh, yeah. We we get our fourth Sailor Scout. It's big happy days. We We get get Austin's Austin's leggy princess. I get my leggy princess Lita. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sailor Jupiter. Jupiter. Hey, Jupiter. (laughs) I got the 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 song. song for you. You ain't you got don't one. Have a song. Uh, Jupiter. So here's a summary. So, in order to find the silver moon crystal, Beryl must first locate the seven rainbow crystals, which carry her imprisoned <laughs> servants, the Shadow Warriors, demons of immense skill and superhuman strength. But then the problem is the Shadow Warriors are in the guise of humans, and then they got a Zoocyte has to locate them. I'm kind of paraphrasing a much larger <laughs> summary here, but there is a lot going on here. Bear, please bear with us. Are you sure yeah, this it, is it, the it, episode the, and not your the like implication a fan is that they're like? Do you guys remember the the Captain Planet where the dirty guys make their dirty Captain Planet? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they all have like, yeah, they all have like a gross power like slime and and pollution. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Uh huh. So th- my impression is that that's the sort of like theme of these ones is that they're they're sort of a shadow version of the Sailor Scouts. They're that's entirely possible. They don't know that they are demons, much in the same way that the Scouts don't know that they're scouts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think this is sort of a larger um, Yeah. But then larger you know, arc of villains <clears throat> here. Especially because so they... those orbs are in the theme song. That's true. Those seven rainbow orbs are at the very beginning of the theme song. Um, but basically, so there's there's all of this going on where Queen Beryl and Zoocyte are trying to find the seven rainbow crystals. Yeah, but then also, cause... meanwhile, you've got a brand new girl at school, uh, Lita, <laughs> who's a who's a tough, real tough, brassy fighter. Yeah. Karate, karate maniac. <laughs> and... Uh, Lita gets karate maniac. Lita gets some hot eyes for Game Machine Joe. <laughs> and uh you know who i want to be real, when i grow up this is a real kerfuffle so yeah so yeah. should we start yeah, yeah. start you talking know, about the open so queen barrel they start the episode by summoning uh dr robotnik who tells them how to find the seven chaos emeralds and yeah pretty much it's <laughs> It's a weird thing. They call they call this creature that they summon the the mighty Nega Force, which they've mentioned before in the dub. But like in the in the original, like in the Japanese, it's like a character who we meet like Queen l- Metalia later. Queen Metalia or something. Yeah, yeah. It's her name's Queen Metalia. So like they're just calling it the Nega Force. So I don't know. Right. It's it's an interesting little thing. It works out just just fine. But it it like speaks with a disembodied voice and tells them all about what we were saying earlier, these seven crystals that contain a demon warrior. And something I was a little unclear about, when they get all seven of these crystals, it, it's kind of nebulous. Do those crystals combine to form the silver Imperium crystal, or do they just help them find it? 
I think it helps them find it because they were just straight up <laughs> looking for the crystal before. I know. That's what was confusing to me. Like, if so, they knew about this, why weren't they moving telling on me, this earlier? Andrew, that you are having a hard time keeping track of which crystals do what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it well, pains they didn't me to have admit it. After how clear they've been about delineating <laughs> them. They didn't have enough energy before. So they've gathered enough energy so they can make a new homing crystal that will find the seven <laughs> crystals that will help them find a final crystal. And that crystal helps them take over the universe. Correct. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's you know, the very simple plot that we're dealing with. But uh, This is just a straight-up Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> this is their pyramid scheme. <laughs> Look, everybody buys in. They get one of the rainbow crystals, and then you get your friends. <laughs> and that's how Jada got loped in. <laughs> Fell for easy tricks. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a silly little contrivance, but right. generally in the end what it means is that they have to find seven random humans who don't know their demons and Because fight they're them. the seven shadows, which yeah. are powerful warriors. Mm-hmm. And they right, okay. So but then we go to Serena. She who she is uh, late for late for school. Yeah, she slams right into some some hunk punks. Some street toughs. And some uh, no good street, some no good nicks. Uh, yeah. th- these guys, these guys are, are like, you know, stock anime Yankee characters. Like just, yeah, the, I got an the, American vibe off of them. Yeah. The hoodlums. Well, I mean, they, they were, they use the word Yankee to imply like an American jackass type dude. Oh, like, I see. Like a, sure. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but there's, there's sort of a trope. So they're basically just right out of the book of tropes for, for anime. Just these like, Yu Yu Hakusho type angry boys. Uh, right. Yeah, I also got kind of a Yu Yu Hakusho vibe. Too. <laughs> um, Kuwabara vibe. But they they start being real mad, and our new character Lita shows up and is bad. <laughs> uh, Lita fucking wrecks. Uh, she's got <laughs> yeah. like some judo karate powers. She's hella baller. Yeah. Uh, she says something like like apologize and move your sorry carcass. Like, yeah, and she's she's uh, she's pretty rough. But Serena's super happy that she was saved. And also she thinks that girl's earrings are hella fetch. Mm hmm. And That's and of great. course, Luna senses something off of her because we know that she's going to be Jupiter because the episode title is a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then we get Melvin who pops up at school again. <laughs> Oh. Melvin's got to screen the info we need. Right? Yeah, he's got he's got he's got stranger danger about Lita because he thinks she's like a scary fighter combat monster witch. And <laughs> you know, look, you know if uh, if you're wait, how does the phrase go? If if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Right. Yeah. It's like. You know, to him, he's scared of everybody and thinks everybody's a threat because because nobody probably, you know, has super great vibes about Melvin to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so naturally he's like dumbfounded when Serena just walks over and is super chill. Yeah, Uh, he probably got his ass blasted by by a foot, (laughs) by a lead a foot or a punch. You know, if he was if he was being his regular Melvin, self. Mm hmm. Uh, and so she does, she goes over and, uh, and starts, 
like she gets invited to eat lunch with Lita and this is this is the one thing that I really wanted to to bring up that's I think is interesting uh dub sub wise because this whole conversation where she's like oh man people are just kind of mean and it's made me lose my appetite and it's like oh it's cuz they're scared of you they think you're you know they think you're going to beat them up and all that other conversation they're having is uh that doesn't happen at all. The original conversation is like, oh, man, did you make that lunch? It looks really awesome. Like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> or like, did your mom make the lunch? Oh, no, I made it. Oh, man, you made your own lunch? That's really awesome. Like, they're just talking about the food and, like, being cute huh. friends. Like, they really play up her uh, her violence in the dub. Like, they're really trying to push the tomboy angle, which I think is interesting because it's, it's baked mm-hmm. in a little, for sure. Right. But, like... The dialogue has been changed in various places to to make us really hammer it home. Like they're really they're really just trying to put her in a in a in a box that's different right. enough. Hey, she's tall. She clearly can't be dainty. No, clearly. <laughs> she's tall. She's gotta be everything is she lives to fight. She drinks blood. <laughs> lives to <laughs> lives to crush. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go to the arcade. Oh yeah, Trina yeah. shows her friend Lita the arcade, and and she's ready to parade around her her hunk target Andrew, <laughs> uh, but he's not there, right? But Lita totally calls her on her shit. Yeah. Which oh, is you nice. like Andrew? What? No. She's like, oh, does he even know you like him? <laughs> Holy shit! How are you getting all of this? Oh my god. <laughs> she does two of those like sort of outdated anime like fall over moments, you know, yeah. where where someone's surprised by something and they. They instantly fall over and their legs are up in the air twitching. I don't know yeah. when those stopped happening. It's like it. I feel like that 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 stopped after like the first few seasons of Pokemon. We got really done with it. Yeah, I mean it's it's it played out pretty quick. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like I like this uh this moment that happens because the other scouts show up. Uh, Ray and Amy show up and they're kind of mad at Serena because like she's missed she's, their meeting. The group hang. And their friend, their friendship meet. Yeah. And it's, Ray... like, it's kind of weird because it's, I don't know what kind of they don't have any like business to discuss. Yeah. Maybe not specifically. They're the Sailor Scouts, but they kind of just respond to right. danger when it shows up. Like in Buffy, the Scooby gang has like a patrol set up. <laughs> right. You know, and they, they got to figure out like, well, we got to keep checking the vamp, you know, the, the cemetery for vampires. And we got to, you know, keep working <laughs> on spells or whatever. But. In this case, yeah, they're kind of just reactionary. Yeah, so I don't really know what that's all about, but uh, they have a great thing where Ray's like, you missed our study meeting. And Serena's like, well, it's your fault for not reminding me. And she's like, I did remind you on the <laughs> phone this morning. And she's like, I don't remember that. And she's like, very you, early. <laughs> you promised me that you were awake. And she's like, what, you believed me? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really great exchange. It was really quick, but it was super funny. I loved it so much because it's it's another situation where Serena's clearly in the wrong. But <laughs> yeah, right. But she just doubles down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did like that a lot. Right. And that's when we meet Game Machine Joe. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Start your engines. <laughs> Start your game machines. <laughs> I want yeah, to be him when I grow up. Yeah, they just call him Game up. Machine Joe. That's like his cool street nickname. But he's really yeah. good at Crane Game. But he gives them yeah, the charity. There, there, there is a weird thing. I guess they pay it off later by reusing this joke. But it was really weird when 
Lita's like, oh, he looks just like my ex-boyfriend. And, like, that was what got her to want to like him. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's I would. I was. I was unclear. I didn't know how I felt about that. That that train of thought. Well, right. I mean, seemed a little dangerous. She's if got she's a got a type, right? Like you know, she's just into guys who look like the guys she's into. Uh, I guess. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It it is a little funny. Um, so fun fact. that they're talking about game machine joe and he's like oh yeah he gets all the toys he wants he's so good he's so cool then there's a pause and they said and he gives them to poor kids and that's that's a fully deke dub added added angle he's as an original character game machine joe just wanted the toys (laughs) he's just a weird (laughs) fucker who just wants all the crane game toys and he doesn't give them to anybody so they had to make him a little more palatable yeah the the charity (laughs) angle (laughs) Because otherwise he's just a weird fucker who shows up, cleans out the store of toys, and then just takes them home. Well, we find out later that he's telekinetic, so he's also just cheating the whole store out of this stuff. Right. Anyway, yeah. Um, he uh he gets cornered by Zoocyte, uh, because I guess we 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 skipped the scene because it was kind of superfluous. But Zoocyte uses her new crystal that she's been granted to. Uh, identify the the first of these seven un, unwitting humans that are secretly demons, and it's Game and Maker surprise, Joe. Game surprise, Machine Joe. It's Game Machine Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they she starts like trying to like painfully extract the thing out of his chest. It's kind of awful. Yeah, yeah, and but th- thankfully, uh, Jupiter comes in and just like starts, you know going to town like she's fighting right away she's she's a bold lady fighting yeah she's got she's got karate kicks and karate chops yeah yeah and then serena comes in i said like you know how some then... people are like a hitmon lee or a hitmon a hitmon uh the other chan. one yeah chan. chan you know she's kind of she's got kicks and the chans she's got kicks and chops yeah she's yeah. She's, she's she's the whole package and she's easily a half a foot taller than all other of our main characters. It's great. Yeah, she's a she's a towering ogress. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the the feminine version of ogre? Yeah, ogress? you can be an ogress. No, ogre <laughs> had to be a gendered term. <laughs> <laughs> um, they I don't know. Zoocyte like gets scared off, but they end up uh they end up like at a diner or a restaurant or something with game machine joe right although before that or it's either before that or after that um but there's a moment where those are the two options right but so there's a moment (laughs) i'm just trying to remember if it was if they ran out after or it was like before but there's a moment where lita is talking to game machine joe about like hey well you okay what happened man that was crazy and he's like get away from me i need to go you're weird. Stop. And then she's like, I think he kind of likes me. <laughs> I don't think you read those signs super great, Lita. Yeah. Because he, he like the last thing she was saying is like, look, I get what I want. I don't stop until I get that thing. And then he's he runs off and she's like, yeah, I think he kind of likes me. Like you're I don't know. You got to you got to read the, room the thrill a of the better. hunt, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's a she's a little bit of a, a a potential future monster. 
Yeah. Maybe I've maybe, been... I, maybe I know maybe I know a guy whose name rhymes with Kelvin that she can hook up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's so she short. Would, she would crush him. <laughs> she would squeeze him like a little peanut. Like, <laughs> crack him open like a pistachio. <laughs> Drink him. Eat him right up. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they uh they get ambushed by Zoicide again while they're trying to like talk to him, but he has revealed to them that he has telekinesis and that's how he's right. been cheating. Uh, and of course the, the dramatic irony of the situation is that we know he has demon powers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so there's, there's a an, crystal in his heart. Yeah. And, and he is, he's having a real, a real tough time. And he's he's in a lot of pain because that crystal's trying to come out because Zoicide has started some sort of like uncontrollable process. And uh she shows back up and he <laughs> Game Machine Joe transforms into Game Machine Man, champion of the <laughs> Negaverse. Yeah. Although I expected him to have a more demony name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not much of a leap. It's kind of a, he's got the he's got the robot hop, claws. A little yeah. hop skip and a jump over from <laughs> over to game machine man uh there's just a, there's a really great dub moment just before that transformation when uh zoocyte like wrecks the cafe and mm-hmm. uh that's when uh lita runs out with serena and serena's like how do you feel oh right and lita's like angry <laughs> it's it's such a beautiful dub moment in fact i think i've i've heard that before i think somebody used that clip as a moment of like i love the sailor moon dub right or something you know like i just yeah. the one of the silly moments and it's it's a very good a very good line read yeah because she kind of cuts off serena as she's saying it she's like but how do you feel the angry <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's real good. It's it ranks up there with money for me. How do you feel though? Angry. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. The real good one. Uh, um so yeah, <laughs> then we get our like Power Ranger villain, Game Machine Man. Yeah, it's that's true. That it really is a Power Ranger villain. He's got like a telescoping hammer out of his arm. I don't know. I kind of yeah. lost track of their theming. He's a goofball. <laughs> yeah, he makes little arcade bleeps and bloops. <laughs> <laughs> uh and not, but, yeah, the demons are always kind of a tough sell because we very rarely get more than about five minutes of them mm-hmm. yeah if that like it's more of a like a tight three minutes of yeah and even then half of that time is them transforming so we yeah. really get yeah a good 90 seconds of of the monster of the week right so you know that makes it different than a lot of other shows that are happening at the time. Right. You know, I mean, we've well, mentioned, yeah. we've mentioned the Yu Yu Hakusho shows of the world and that show is easily flipped in the other direction in terms of, of battle to non battle. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. And I'm just saying though, that like if the, if the sort of like, if the asset, if the, if the, the monster is kind of goofy, then we don't even get like a character to kind of hang a hat on or, mm. or anything about them to think, it's like either this monster is cool and scary or it's dumb. And that's usually kind of the the binary right. on it. But then they they hinge so much on the ongoing serialized stuff that I don't really care that the guy, no. the monster of the week is so like quick. And look, if I only have to see him for 90 seconds, then that's fine with me. We don't have to sure. waste an entire episode on a character that's not going to be around. Mm-hmm. So it feels like less of a waste. 
Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with that analysis. Although, so we have an interesting case now where we have a monster that we don't want to cut in half. Mm-hmm. There, there's a person in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Damn. Damn. We don't get to, right. we don't so get to see blood. We get a Jupiter power transformation. And it is a, it's a pretty banging transform. Yeah. yeah. It's it good. definitely is. And she calls upon the forces of thunder and lightning and her little tiara shoots up a lightning rod and some electric blasts fuck all the shit up. It's 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 intense. Yeah. And it, I think it, it's it again clear. makes Mercury bubbles look like like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mercury. <laughs> you got some work cut out for you. Um, but it's it's definitely clear in this case that the power of the Sailor Scout that this sort of fugue state takes over this like instinct takes over once they mm-hmm. transform for the first time because Jupiter, you know, she just got the, just say Jupiter power transform. Yeah. And then, you know, she's, she's listing off like a ton of moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's got to be acting on some kind of like innate reincarnation sense. memory. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Serena gets granted a new tool here because they realize they can't finish off the bad guy. And Luna gives her the crescent moon wand and tells yeah, her that the if, crescent if she, healing wand. yeah, well, she says if she, if she says moon healing activation, it will break the spell. Right. Uh, and she does and it does. And yeah. Luna tells us that the crescent moon wand is the symbol of their leader who I believe they're talking about being the, the the moon princess. And correct me if I'm wrong, was Sailor Moon not already kind of their leader? I mean, I guess not. They, I, like, yeah, I guess Luna I Luna's more their leader, but they've sort I of mean, been doing it by committee. she was the first one. Right. But, but, but yeah, Luna drops this whole, like, well, it's because you're dest- it's your destiny to lead the Sailor Scouts, and we have to guard that wand. And she's like, what, leader? I'm Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Like, I don't know that I would have expected her to be like, I don't want to be the leader because she seems pretty fucking bossy. Maybe she recognizes how much responsibility it is. Sure. (laughs) If there is like one of those refusal to the call of action kind of thing, usually it's just in the first episode. Right. Of a show. And then they're like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. (laughs) But in this case, you know, it's episode 21 and they're like, yeah, you're going to lead us, right? Like, oh, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) We've kind of we've come pretty far at this point. You kind of have to say yes. But uh, and then let's see, we have they go to the arcade again and yeah, we go to the arcade. And Andrew Lita sees Andrew and gives us that same line again. Oh, wow. He looks exactly like my old boyfriend. (laughs) <laughs> we end on a great line of Lita. You can't have a crush every two minutes. I think that's our sick burn of the week, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there weren't very many burns in the episodes this week, so I think that does no. that does win. Yeah. And obviously that's just like Serena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm trying to remember what was our sailor says this time. I've already forgotten it. Uh, too. Oh, it, it was like, is, don't fight and use yeah. your words. Yeah, it was like, talk it out. <laughs> Try listening first. That's what Sailor Moon says. And then Luna goes, Sailor Moon says. How about Sailor Moon does? They didn't just spend the whole episode building up a new, completely awesome character who's just like, you know, 
bites like breathing. Bites everybody who comes. Yeah, he's just like a a, a punch nightmare. And and then it's like, look, please don't fight like our awesome new character who does all the time. It works out great for her. You guys, I got a new pitch for an action hero named Punch Nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Good episode. I'm ready for it, some yeah. Jupiter. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how she fits in. Uh, because right. she seems like she seems definitely kind of like the the butch angle they were going for, right? Like a little, but also very like she's falling in love all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which I, I want to see her and Ray kind of see where they fork character wise yeah. to see where they're they're different because Ray is already kind of the fiery. Uh, yeah, a brash and also equally horn dog and um sort of lady. <laughs> but we will see. Yeah, we'll see where they if they disagree on stuff and it's not just fighting about boys. I'd like to I'd be curious to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see Amy have a crush on somebody. That would be nice. I would, too. It'd be like a nice librarian. Some... Yeah, <laughs> right. And she just goes like crazy or maybe she she starts dating an older man without telling anyone and then like they just find out randomly she's like oh yeah that's like we've been together for months i didn't feel the need to bring it up (laughs) (laughs) because my life is stable and like you crazy (laughs) like oh my god amy your words they cut hey austin uh yeah rory no my name's andy no, that's not what I heard. <laughs> Rory, are we? Did we switch? We did a little Freaky Friday in the bathroom with a with a with a belt. We put on a magnet belt and swapped bodies, and our middles touched. Well, uh, yeah. Hello, my name's Rory, and uh, I would like to know, Austin, if you if yeah, Andy. <laughs> oh, we Freaky Friday back. Uh, can you tell me? Uh, this is your favorite kind of sponsor to talk about, I think. Cool, uh, cool. What is, can you tell me all about our new sponsor, which is a uh, a brand new kids show called Feral Phil and His Ramshackle Hut. Love it. Okay. I have just seen, like, I just got a screener DVD of Feral Phil and uh, you want to just tell me his, again? <laughs> yeah, His Ramshackle Hut. I know that the tape was a little scratched. He couldn't see the title. Yeah, Feral Phil and His Ramshackle Hut. <laughs> is uh it's the first of these kind of like diy kids programming you know like oh so feral phil's a guy yeah so feral phil is a gentleman and this is sort of with the youtubing of content you know the democratization of content that anybody can have a show now well there haven't been a lot of kids shows lately but this one is something that is done entirely with his own budget he opens up his ramshackle hut and just sort of lets them all in there who's them the kids i mean whoever comes in right like it could be anybody it could be the park ranger or the woodland creatures woodland creatures but it's sort of done just sort of with a a kid-friendly angle you learn a lot of fun facts how do you learn these facts he says them. He looks straight into the camera, and in a very sort of flat tone, he uh, just sort of asks you quizzes. It's clear that he's never been in a civilized society. Somehow he got a camera, 
just it's kind of a slice of life mr rogers sort of situation where you're just sort of seeing this man go about his day confronting strangers who walk into his cabin and then he just sort of <laughs> asks them all kinds of fun questions so i recommend it i have been just like glued to the screener copy and i think it's gonna go far Yes, and we're back to Silverhawks to finish out our podcast episode. We are watching Silverhawks number 11, entitled Gold Shield. Uh, The episode is, uh, it has a a synopsis, and I will read that synopsis. And I'm purred happily. Um, The mob sets out to steal the Disintegrator, a weapon that makes inanimate objects fall apart. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's... That's the yeah. whole. That's the whole thing. <laughs> no, the so when the show did their little, because every episode of the show begins with a little preview of what the episode's going to be about. Yeah, this one was particularly weird because yeah, it's so the, goofy. The thing it focuses on is that Commander Stargazer is like going to be in trouble. Yeah, which is like the last minute of the him. episode. It's like the last minute of the episode. It's so like. Focus on the fact that they have a disintegrator that's going to, like, blow shit up, and then they got to, like, do something about it. Or how about focus on the fact that we brought Time Stopper back, and I thought he was a one-off. Right. Dude, so this episode was kind of crazy because they brought, I think, basically everything back. Yeah. They were bringing stuff back right and left. They were bringing back, like, the Sky Cycle. They were bringing back Dolar. They were yep. bringing back <laughs> Time Stopper. They brought back Seymour. They brought mm. back like, uh, yeah, just like a ton of stuff. Brigadier Brightlight. They brought back. Yep. Yeah, like it's kind of nuts. It kind of caught me off guard. Like how how yeah, much no more serialized they went because the the dinosaurs mold that we're used to around this time period is just like churn and burn. You know, just like <laughs> bring it out and then throw it away and never look back. Mm-hmm. It was like a season. Also, the it was like rhino a are in finale. it. Oh yeah, the what? The rhino people. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So I mean, the episode starts out, and Time Stopper has teamed up with Buzzsaw to like this planet of the rhino people, and they steal the disintegrator from this warehouse. Um, and we yeah, don't get to also, know what it is yet, but he, but yeah, he comes up with the most belabored joke of he's like stop oh i'm stopping all right stopping time Time. (laughs) oh god just (laughs) i mean worst i was i was a little upset they didn't give him like a little bit more of his his weirdness from the episode that we had him introduced i mean Mm -hmm. he was definitely like a strange teen villain when we when we had him last time and now he, they they just kind of didn't give him much. He was basically just the trigger man on the on the yeah I agree yeah. yeah they 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 didn't they didn't um keep track of like his shtick. No. I mean, he does take a minute to gloat and talk about how he stopped time, while he also <laughs> immediately proceeds to say that uh, they're also on a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have stopped time and it's great and haha we've stopped time and there's nothing you can do about it. Actually, we do need to go though. 
Because we only have one limbo minute. We only have one limbo minute, so, you know, hurry up now, Buzzsaw. <laughs> he just wasted a clear 20 seconds. Uh, uh, it's true. But the the Hawks quickly find out about it because Brigadier Brightlight gives them a call. Uh, and they they find out as they go visit him that the Disintegrator is a ray that can make everything it hits fall apart into its component pieces. Uh, and I'm not really sure how that works, I guess. Like, does it dissolve screws and rivets? I think the <laughs> screws come out, it just sort of undoes the bonds that keep things, different objects together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a little strange. I mean, it's odd that it doesn't do more, right? Because we see it blow up spaceships, and the spaceships come apart into the parts, but it's not like it gets vaporized into dust. No, and the and there are clearly no uh, problems with being exposed to open space <laughs> in this universe. Never. So it doesn't, it's just a, it's an inconvenience, but I don't see it being as, I mean, I guess when, when Monstar talks about the things that he would do with it, he'd blow up, he'd use it to dismantle the artificial sun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which, again, yeah, is another thing that comes back. back. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think we get a glimpse of the wildest aliens that have been on here so far. Oh my yeah. god, these like There's butthole a... mouth spider aliens. <laughs> I, I was I yeah, called these, them butthole muppets. Spiders, yeah, these little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vehicle nine has a gold bar shipment to Dolar, uh, full of butthole muppets that. <laughs> Are just charming as all get out. <laughs> These butthole muppets have a, a hot appointment with Lord Cash, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, they they get approached by the the freshly stolen disintegrator, and I don't know. They kind of Austin, you do kind of a weird voice that that uh, reminds me of the voices that they were doing, sort of like a Bay Day. This is vehicle died. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're vehicle died. We're both. We're... Yeah. We've got a gold ship, but <laughs> so these butthole spiders just—I don't know—they're like very seventy percent effort. Harry it, Carey is kind of—I was gonna say yeah, yeah, they're—they're they're, they're Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> and they—they uh, they blast it apart and they steal the gold bars. And they, as they fly off, Time Stopper says, "Boy, that's neat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this moment, uh, actually, I've never had. Over the course of this podcast, I haven't had this sort of reaction yet, and I did in this episode. Uh, we had like a there's like a cut, and we can't see anything, but the music kicks in, and my stomach like drops, and I'm so upset <laughs> you know because it's Seymour's theme. <laughs> because I've learned to recognize Seymour's theme song. <laughs> Your Pavlovian response to Seymour. You know oh, what no. I mean. <laughs> And he's riding up in his taxi, and he says, Silverhawk special delivery, you know what I mean? And I want to die. In Please the, end in me. In the five seconds that he has lines in that scene, he manages to use his catchphrase three separate times. <laughs> it's a crime, but he's done. <laughs> I, look, I thought I couldn't get any worse than the Excuse Me Princess from the Zelda animated series. <laughs> But this is this is this is a war crime level use of catchphrase. <laughs> it's it's so upsetting. Yeah. Uh but he uh he's delivering a package from Dolar and Quicksilver won't pay the fare and he's like, Oh, it's official business. I'll have to put in a requisition and 
we're doing this bullshit bit again where we try and make kids like <laughs> think about <laughs> think about work orders care, care about do yeah dues and government red and, tape and tariffs yeah <laughs> <laughs> every, like, every child's favorite i i don't know maybe there's one kid out there who you know wanted to be a taxi driver when he grew up and just really identified with seymour but I don't know. Yeah, the other kid who wanted to be a notary <laughs> public. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're boring little children. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the demo I want for Silverhawks. I want to get boring kids into it. Side um, note. Side note. Yeah. Earlier, when Quicksilver like, went out to investigate the disintegrator, I think he left in a new ship. He left in a ship that I, I have not seen before. I didn't even notice. Yeah, they 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 stealth this one in there with all the all the crazy shit that they've been reintroducing. Right. Yeah, they have a second ship now. This like off brand. It's got and like it's a so red. Off brand. It's yeah. It looks a lot ghettoer than the other ship. Than the Mirage. Than right. the Mirage. Man, that's oh. weird. I didn't even notice that. I must have just been like. I had to. I had to rewind a little bit and be like, yeah, that's a different ship. Yeah, it's got like a red head on it, a red tip. It still has a hawk sort of shape, but it's more like know. a single person craft. It's just it's odd. I think I must have just been this episode must have already put me awash with so much stimulus that I was <laughs> numb two minutes in. I mean, I really don't have too many notes on it regardless, because <laughs> I don't know. Things just kind of happened. Yeah. Uh. So what what does happen? Right. So Star is super happy about getting the ray and he monologues to Yes Man, who then proceeds to repeat everything he says after he says it. Yeah. Yes Man's getting pretty tiresome to me, unfortunately. I love his I love his butthole licking ways. But uh, <laughs> it's funny, though, because Yes Man also this kind dirty of, slug has got to go. He also kind of sets up Monstar a little bit. Like a like a child or like a parent talking to a child, like getting them excited, and he's like, "Yes, yeah. well, and what 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 do the Silverhawks? What, yes, we what can you go do to, to the, the Silverhawks. Oh yeah, oh oh I'm, oh, I'm gonna get those Silverhawks. Yes, <laughs> like revving up his engine. It's so I don't know. Their relationship is very odd. Um, and then he transforms because, of course, right. they realized yeah. they were light he's on content. He's got a hard bone for that disintegrator. And he's ready to go off, cause some mayhem on Hawkhaven. <laughs> uh, but the interesting thing to me is that uh, something something comes up that I hadn't really considered until this moment, which is that if the Silverhawks get shot by this, they'll come apart because they're partly just metal. The part, just the partly metal part. Right. <laughs> but like that would suck. And so yeah. they have they have no plan, and they're like fiendishly, fiendishly. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say. Oh, feverishly was the word I wanted. Feverishly trying to come up with a plan to fight the dis- the disintegrator, and they have no idea what they're doing. And the mob is on the way. Mob is on the way. And that's when we get, we get some more we get some more Skyrunner, who I can never get enough of. No, never. <laughs> you know, one thing one thing out of this out of this episode to kind of sa- save the day is a little bit of some squid car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yes. a spoonful of squid car makes the medicine go down. <laughs> uh, but as the as the mob is on the way, they run into Seymour because they had to give him another moment, and they blast him. And Seymour's left holding the steering wheel, and he says, "Like very funny guys," and then he plummets off screen, uh, yeah, which makes space, me 
it has no gravity. It makes no sense. Also, why isn't he instantly dead? Because he's not partly metal. He's just out in the middle of space. Yeah. I don't know. It's he's an alien. I don't know. Sure. It would have been nice for me if Seymour had died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, would have might have actually gotten an erection. (laughs) (laughs) How much I hate Seymour. (laughs) (laughs) So. So then they find out that gold is the answer. The twins, uh, Steel Will uses another football thing. It's fourth and ten on our own end zone, Hart, but the playbook's empty. And she's like, yes, (laughs) cool. And provides nothing of her own. And a great summation of their characters. He does a football thing. She just sort of talks normally. (laughs) Uh... And they so, realize that gold is the answer. It's it doesn't affect gold. Yeah, I was drinking so much I forgot what life was all about. <laughs> gold, gold, gold. Nuggets as big as your fist. <laughs> and and that that's an interesting thing also that's brought up because they bring it to Stargazer and he's like, oh yeah, well I got a bunch of spare parts because I'm made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's some gold it's my spare parts and it's it's here's my spare gold it's very odd he just like squirrels it away in his file cabinets i guess yeah but um they melt it into a cow catcher for the little like (laughs) copper kids little bike yeah and then copper kid shows up and i realize he's been missing the whole episode he's been missing from like three episodes yeah they've (laughs) they've given up on him they don't I mean, like they him. They created a character who doesn't really talk. <laughs> so, I mean, what? They don't yeah. have much. They really, I don't know what they were doing with him. I don't know. But yeah, he's got like his Formula One racer that has wheels, but somehow flies around in space. And so they, they chuck you know, a, a gold shield we, on it. We haven't seen out of Copper Kid at all, besides the fact that he doesn't talk. Mm. Like, any any attention given to the fact that he's from the planet of the mine. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you had a gold mine here. I want to see <laughs> other people of his kind. Yeah, I'm dying to know what that planet is like. It it just really, it irks me. You're right, that we don't have anything. We've got nothing we to grab onto. We probably won't, because it's not in limbo. Right. The planet of the mines is from the old galaxy. Yeah, so I we're don't know. probably just never gonna get any sort of closure on the planet of the mimes, <laughs> and that that keeps me awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Austin. Yeah. So let's let's wrap up this garbage episode. So they build a race car out of gold, but Stargazer offers to drive the car because he himself is made <laughs> of gold, and so he won't be affected if he gets hit with the laser. Which is the just a flimsy excuse because you can just tell he was just he just wanted to drive the car. Yes, <laughs> he's having yeah, he a real midlife own, crisis. Like... Yeah, he is having a blast rolling around in this gold car. <laughs> he's gonna pick up so I mean he's gonna I'm gonna get so many babes in this <laughs> in my gold in my gold race car. Yeah, and he can't even drive it very well. He almost crashes no. into the wall, and they're all super nervous. So uh, when he comes up to Monstar, I will say that. Monster does do a smart thing, which is actually shoot him with his own lasers that the car is not mm-hmm. impervious to. 
So he's got to dodge regular lasers and also the, you know, the disintegrator, which is, which he's doesn't have any trouble with. But then the disintegrator just kind of starts, starts goofing. Yeah, it's like the laser that's shooting him like builds up into a big ball and then the ball starts going backwards towards the bad guys. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's fake science, so anything goes. Uh, and they all get hit with the disintegrator and then the disintegrator itself starts like careening out of control and just like blasting everything. And so all of their cars, including the like car enclosure that Skyrunner is in, get disintegrated all the shit. Yeah, Buzzsaw gets gets like effed up. Loses yeah. some of his buzzsaws. <laughs> Loses some of his sweet saws. Oh, Buzzsaw. And uh could have been some fun to be had with Buzzsaw too, because he looks like he's made of gold. Buzzsaw is a robot, and yeah, he does look gold. So I don't know. That's an interesting thing. They did not explore that at all. No. No. But yeah, I mean the commander's a, a big damn hero out there, and he takes care of it. And, uh, I mean, I guess that getting hit by the disintegrator ray even made Munstar detransform. Right. Yeah. Which was interesting. And then, like, sad normal Munstar falls into space. And there's so much space falling this episode. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> and then, then they all have to get out and dive and, and save Stargazer from falling into space himself. I don't know. It's it's a bit of a mess. And then, of course, to make me mad, the episode had <laughs> to come back to Seymour again. <laughs> yeah, he comes back to Hawkhaven with Seymour in a pile of taxi parts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like, start talking about billing again. <laughs> and he tries to put it back together, but he says, I'm a driver. He's got requisition forms that need signing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the next 45 minutes, he just signs requisition forms. <laughs> Once in a while, just quietly mumbling. A, you know what, you know I, what mean? I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And one cool thing that does happen with the, uh, with the disintegration ray uh, that I have to imagine will just be kind of left, um, left unexplored is that it frees Skyrunner from, from the car transformation. Right. Right. Yeah, he goes like gallivanting in space. space. Finally free. I mean, if if it does, <laughs> he's free from his metallic his metallic prison. If it doesn't like get addressed and he's just back in captive captivity again next episode, I do like to imagine that at least he had one free beautiful day. Yeah, you know, like he went out and found some other squids and they got down. Got a chocolate parfait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You really think that? Uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, but they end the episode in a way that I kind of enjoy. Uh, he's trying to put his, Seymour's trying to put his taxi back together. And he's like, I'm a driver, not a mechanic. You know what I mean? And the Steel Twins offer to help him put it together. But they say, but this is going to cost you. And then they both go, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they put him on blast for a second and they all laugh and he's sad and the camera pans away <laughs> right and we just all melt into the floor <laughs> we hate it yeah i really do hate him i thought he was funny when we, he first got introduced but then they just shoved this catchphrase so didn't mouth. have you know what i mean and they didn't really I don't try think to they'd force him that on one us. out yet no yeah 
So just the intro, the the novelty of a of a New York cabbie in limbo space was initially funny, and they've completely lost any yep uh, sense of why. Well, and and that music is now, like I said, just a horrible Pavlov situation for me. Yeah, I just it's so it's it makes me so like on edge now. Uh... Hey, Silverhawks! I got a special delivery. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't remember the last time I've hated a cartoon character this much. <laughs> I really don't. He has no <laughs> redeeming qualities. Uh, yeah, I don't that's, know. That's our show. That's that's Silverhawks, and you know, I mean, I'm just gonna throw out a number. I got maybe uh, two more of these episodes that I could stomach watching. You know, <laughs> your doomsday you clock is is now two minutes to midnight. Yeah, two two minutes to midnight. <laughs> I got maybe two more of these. Uh, you know, just pulling a number out of my ass. Um, yeah. So. So yeah, I, I hope they're good ones. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, this was this was a uh, a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Sound more excited, why don't you? <laughs> you know, it's just drained all of my energy. I'm oh sad. God! I'm, Recording this podcast is just—it's just hell. You know, I hate making <laughs> it. <laughs> I have no when fun. When you're in the shit. And you got to see the things I've seen, kid. Boy, I tells you. Oh, how do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. Go fuck yourselves. I hate. We had we had a bright spot with we had a bright spot with Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. We finally get Jupiter in. I think that's a pretty big. Well, we liked (laughs) we liked Vedamon. Yeah, and his like Vedamon, his strange tentacles. Uh. I mean, there were some fun uh, fun ideas in each one of these episodes, I think, right? Yeah. Like, maybe yeah. not perfectly executed, but I think the Disintegrator Ray is uh, as done and as animated. Like, they did some pretty good stuff with it and how it looks, but I just don't... It was not coupled yeah. with a, a good episode for Silverhawks. I'm, I'm sort of of two minds on the idea, on, on them bringing everything back mm-hmm. that they've done in other episodes. One, it's, it's such a nice shift from dinosaurs to see things get acknowledged and to see an attitude that uh rewards people watching and doesn't treat them like they're goldfish (laughs) um who can't remember anything and but at the other hand on the other hand it kind of means that they're like sticking with these horrible single episode ideas as their concrete world building yeah (laughs) just like oh oh, no you're really sticking with dolar as like a (laughs) permanent institution in this world (laughs) like you're really you're going with the artificial sun as like a you know continual thing yeah oh boy all right commander you know brigadier Brigadier bright Bright light that weird ass character design you're gonna just (laughs) gonna keep using that cool love it yeah it's it's interesting i i i i I almost feel like that if they if they had been just continually coming up with just random off the wall shit, it would be more fun. But I also understand that that would be more unique designs to create right. rather than just sort of reusing an idea, uh, which is easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way easier. So, you know, 
I can't fault them for trying to pinch pennies on some level. Yeah, also, the voice actor for Time Stopper is also the same voice actor as, I don't know, Bluegrass or one of the other major main characters. So they mm-hmm. it costs them nothing to bring bring him back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just throw him in there. Ugh. This show. <laughs> well, the weariness of the world on my shoulders. Well, I think we better end this episode then before before we lose too much energy and people start uh, thinking we hate doing it. So, <laughs> yeah, let's let's get on out of here. Uh, and before we go, of course, the thing we say, we always say every episode, the same thing that we say every episode. The thing that we're going to say, uh, of course, that we do say every time is uh, tilt, tilt forward, mom. Tilt forward, mom. All right. Tilt forward, mom. See you Go later, forward, guys. Mom. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>right precious children our sweet babes and in and little and little goats uh thanks for tuning in to saturday morning tuesdays next week we've got a we've got a treat for you coinciding with the the release of uh internet favorite sensation westworld season two We've decided to take a look into some of our own favorite sci-fi westerns including wild west cowboys of moon mesa brave star and the adventures of galaxy rangers so if you are excited about that why don't you take a spin around the internet uh and pop us pop us a thumbs up and pop us a a good high five in the spots where high fives and thumbs ups go say hello on facebook and and uh and and give us a a poke you can you can go to myspace and and be our be friends with us and dave you know how social media works so i don't think i need to explain it too much so anyway uh, we will catch you guys on the flippity floppity outside the house next door where we hang out outside the house and do drugs. Um, goodbye.